Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, saints of God. How great it is to be in the house of the Lord one more Sunday. At this time, we are going to begin our service with our scripture. For those that can, if you would please stand. I am going to be reading Psalm 95, verses 1 through 7. If my phone will act right. Technology. Come. Let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Let us pray. Father God, we come this morning with gladness in our hearts. Father God, you woke us up this morning, not the alarm clock. You put movement in our limbs our feet touch the floor as we get out of the bed our hands pull the covers away from us father god those are things that we take so for granted but lord god only because of you are we able to do those things and we thank you lord god we just ask it this morning that you fill this place with your spirit Rain it down on us, Father God. Let not one person in here, even those that are watching virtually, go untouched by you this morning. Lord God, we love you. We love you. We honor you. We glorify you. And we will give you all the praise that is due to you. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't praise you enough. But Father God, let us use that that we have this morning to glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Oh, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. God is good. We serve an awesome God who has brought us safely through another week and has allowed us to see the start of a new one. If you are breathing this morning, would you give God some kind of praise? Anybody grateful? Come on. I'm grateful for the things that you have done. Let's sing to him as we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We are thankful unto him and we bless his name. Because the Lord is good. Hallelujah. He is good. Come on, would you sing with us? I am grateful. I am grateful for the things that you have done. Yes, I'm grateful. Yes, I'm grateful for the victories we won I could go on and on I could go on and on and on about your works about your words come on tell him I'm grateful because I'm grateful grateful so grateful just to praise for the opportunity to praise Flowing from my heart, flowing from my heart. 
Let's tell him again. I am grateful for the things that you have done. Sing to him, would you? I am grateful for the things that you have done. Yes, I'm grateful. Yes, I'm grateful for the victories we won. Everybody grateful? Come on, testify. Grateful, 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 Would you just lift your hands and tell the Lord thank you? Come on, tell him how you feel about him. Rehearse what you know about him. Sing it together, flowing from my heart. grateful this morning, give God some kind of grateful praise. Hallelujah to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to the name of Jesus. We bless you. 
His wonderful name. Glory. Glory. You may be seated. What an absolutely wonderful Savior we serve. There is not one single thing that we've needed that we've had to go without. The hymnologist wrote, All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, unto me. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah to his name. Just one more time. One, just give him a hand of praise and tell him thank you. Hallelujah. preacher say once <laughs> God doesn't need our applause <laughs> and that's right he doesn't he doesn't need our applause he doesn't need our praise to be who he is but since he is who he is and he's done what he's done the Bible says oh clap your hands all ye people Right? I don't give him praise to get something. I give him praise because he is who he is and because he's done what he's done. What a mighty God we serve. Let me, uh, let me say a few things and we'll move on in our worship. First of all, those who are here in the building, welcome. We're so glad that you've chosen to come and worship with us we don't take it lightly especially those who don't consider themselves members of the Mount Calvary family who are here visiting with us we are glad that you're here those who are worshiping with us online in the e-congregation we're glad you're here uh, we thank God for the technology that allows us to worship together and the people behind the technology who every week make it possible for us to worship together virtually I do want to give a special welcome uh, to a friend of ours who is visiting uh, the Winston household all the way from Chile, uh, from Concepcion, Chile. Luis, wave your hand, Luis. Glad you're here, sir. I do have a card of thanks from the, um, from the Jones family, um, Sister Janice Jones, who passed recently. To the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, Pastor Essen Winston Jr. and the entire church family, your thoughtful, kind, and caring service went out of the way to help me and my family through the grieving process for my beloved wife, Janice. That's something I appreciate more than words can say. And this comes from our Brother Taylor Jones Jr. and Dr. Taylor Jones III. And they also sent uh, a check in memory of uh, Mrs. Janice Jones for $1,000 and, uh, and we will put it towards a Janice Jones scholarship that will be awarded later this year. Uh, speaking of scholarship, the United Negro College Fund um, reaches out every year to churches in the community uh, to help with UNCF Sunday celebration and that's going to be a virtual celebration this year on April the 24th at 3 o'clock. I'll have some information for you next Sunday. What I'm asking Mount Calvary is that you would set something special aside this week. Um, those who are coming into the sanctuary and those who are watching virtually will have an envelope on GiveLify or you can bring it to the deacons uh, next Sunday. But next Sunday I would like for us to take a special collection that we are going to give to the United Negro College Fund. Um, last year I asked you to do it and you just 
you just showed out, I think it was something like $4,000 we were able to give to the United Negro College Fund, uh, and we want to do um, at least that this year. I am honored to serve as one of the uh, UNCF Sunday chairs this year. We want to help all the people that we can to get into and through school, all right? Um, it may not be for everybody, but it is for somebody. And there are enough of us to help and make sure that anybody who wants to go to college can get to college and through college. Let the church say amen. So if you would, set, some, set something aside for next week, and we will collect for the uh, United Negro College Fund. Um, next Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. And if you'll allow me, um, those who are in the music and worship arts ministry, I know that we haven't been together in two years. We have not had a choir in two years. Um, but would you come next Sunday ready to sing? All right. Somebody shout, bring the choir back. All right. Yes, that's exactly what we're going to do next Sunday. Uh, come prepared to sing. All right. You can sing in whatever you want to. Uh, I know you already got your Easter outfit. You can, that's fine. Come and sing in it. Uh, just meet me at 9.30 in the choir stand. All right? As a matter of fact, if you have not been a part of the choir, but you think you might want to sing, and nobody has ever told you that you can't carry it, <laughs> come on next Sunday morning at 9.30, meet in the choir stand, and let's bring the choir back. All right? Thank you so much. Speaking of which, this afternoon at 4 o'clock, I'll be preaching at the Unity Baptist Church in Columbus. Um, those who wish to go uh, before service is out, we will have the address for you, and you can come on with us. The service starts at 4 o'clock. Uh, Unity is going to feed us at 3 o'clock. They're prepared. They're ready. I talked to Dr. Golden yesterday, and they are excited about our coming. Um, again, this afternoon, anybody who wants to sing in the choir, come on. You can do so this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Uh, let me see. Deacon Wortham. Yes, that's you. Uh, Deacon Wortham and Sister Paulette Wortham. Raise your hand, Deaconess Wortham. Last week, they celebrated 50 years of marriage. Congrats. Congratulations. Good. I believe... That's it. Where are the compeers? Miss Lily, where are you? They're not here? Oh. Okay. All right. If, uh, if they come in, let me know, Ms. Wortham. Thank you. Good. I told you last week our hymn of the month was going to be No, Never Alone. We're about to sing that, and then Minister Chris is going... Oh, thank you. And then Minister Chris is going to come and... Give us, lead us in our lesson for today. Miss Keeley Watkins, are you here today? Ah, there you are. Let me grab my mask. This church membership certificate is presented to Miss Keeley Watkins in recognition of her successful completion of the prescribed requirements for full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles her to all rights, benefits, and privileges of this fellowship. This uh, signed Pastor Samuel N. Winston, Jr., Pastor Kim Williams, orientation, Deacon Myron C. Sandifer, lead servant. God bless you and welcome officially. LaShawn Jackson, is LaShawn Jackson here? And what about Crystal Howard? All right. For which one? Crystal Howard? Would you tell her I said welcome officially? I sure would. Thank you, sir. Thank you. God bless you.
Okay. Good. Y'all come on in, get settled, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll do it later in the service. All right. Let's stand and sing together if you're able. Those who are watching at home, would you stand as well and sing with us? I've seen the lightning flashing. I've heard the thunder roll. The words will be on the screen. Let's sing together. I've seen, I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roll. I've felt since breakers dashing. I felt since breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. I've heard the voice of Jesus. Bidding me still to fight on He promised never to leave No, never to leave me alone Oh, no, never alone No, never alone He promised never to leave Never to leave me alone. Oh no, that's it. Sing it out. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. The world's fierce winds are blowing. Temptations are sharp and keen. I feel a peace in knowing my Savior stands between. He stands to shield. He stands to shield me from danger when earthly friends are gone. Oh, He promised never to leave. Come on, sing it out. Oh, no. No, never He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me When in afflictions valley, I'm treading the road of care. My Savior helps me to carry my cross when heavy to bear. My feet entangled with briars, ready to cast me down. My Savior whispered His promise It's never to leave me alone Oh, no, no never alone No, never alone He promised never to leave me Oh, never to leave me alone One more verse. He died on the mountain. He 
He died for me on the mountain For me they pierced His side For me He opened that fountain The crimson cleansing tide For me He's waiting in glory Seated upon His throne He promised he promised never to leave That's good news Never to leave me I believe that there are a few people in here that can testify that it has not been easy. It has not been a cakewalk. But you can get excited somehow this morning because you didn't have to walk by yourself. I think there's a few more people who could agree to that this morning. Let us pray. God, this morning, before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. God, we thank you for breath in our bodies. We thank you for this day that we have never seen. We thank you for involving us in your plan and in your purpose because the truth is, God, you could have did today without us. But because we're here today, you saw purpose in us, God. You saw destinations. So, God, your people are here and they're hungry for a word. We made it through all the tribulations at our jobs this week. We made it through all the tribulations in our health and with our families just to get to this point. So God, we ask in these few moments that we have that you do like the old folks say, just throw your weight around for a little bit. Have your way in this place, in the people's homes that are watching. God, we need you to do something. And we believe that you will. Let all that agree say amen. Amen. First, giving honor to God who is the head of my life. Giving honor to my pastor, to our pastor. Can you put your hands together for our pastor this morning? Yeah, we could have anybody, but God bless us with him, and we're grateful. Join me in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13 through 14. I'm not going to be long. I don't know enough words to be a long-winded preacher. Uh, but just join me in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13 through 14, and I'll try to get out what the Lord showed me. I'm reading from the NIV version this morning. And I'm not going to read from there because obviously I need some glasses. Genesis chapter 16, I mean, Genesis chapter 6, verse 13 through 14, it reads this way. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence. Because of them, I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. Verse 14, he gives instructions. He says, so make yourself an ark of suppressed wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. Let's jump really quickly to Genesis chapter 7, verse 4 through 5. It says seven days from now I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights and I will wipe 
from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. Verse 5 says, And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. You may be seated this morning. Listen, I know that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Don't touch anybody, please. Um, but look at somebody to your left or your right and help me get my title out really quickly. Say, God, it's dry in my life. So send the rain. Uh, the, your neighbor didn't seem to believe it, so you just go ahead and tell yourself, say, God, it's dry in my life. So send the rain. Venture capitalist Jan Hammer was quoted saying that the coronavirus pandemic in many ways is serving as a slingshot to creation. Those who study business administration are fully aware um, that the best and longest lasting companies are set up in an economic downturn. Take for example, General Motors was founded in 1908 when economists called the economic crash of panic took place in 1907 and right after the crash is when GM was founded. Burger King flipped his first patty in 1953 when many Americans couldn't even afford to eat. CNN had its first broadcast in 1980 when inflation had hit almost 15%. Both Uber and Airbnb both began in 2008 in the aftermath of a global financial crisis. Somebody once said that things that are developed in the backdrop of despair are tougher and more nimble because in a recession you've got to scrape just to survive. There is no financing and the market is unsure. I want to preach this morning to Pastor Winston. I want to preach to the Mount Calvary Church, but I also want to preach to innovators, to dreamers, to creatives, to entrepreneurs. I want to speak over your blessing and your idea and your dream. I declare and decree that whatever you initiate in this pandemic will sustain, will soar, and will be met with success. The World Bank predicts um, that the global economy in 2022 will shrink by 5%, which is the worst performance since World War II in 1946. The Bank of England is preparing for the sharpest downturn in se since 1706, which is 315 years ago. And in spite of all that, there has been a 21% increase in applications to start up new businesses. Dr. Robert Fairley calls this necessity entrepreneurship. In other words, I've got to do this. I, I feel like I'm preaching already. Is there somebody that can testify this morning? I've got to do this. I, I got to do this. The stimulus is insufficient. My place in the company is insecure. My income is inadequate. Two years ago, if you would have asked me about it, it would have been a luxury for my spare time. But now I've got to do it because it's a necessity for my survival. Before, I was just thinking about it, but now I'm arrested with the understanding that I've got to do this. Genesis chapter 6, we find a man by the name of Noah um, who has been placed under pressure, right? He's upright. He's devout. Um, he, he's, he's right. Um, the earth, but the earth is filled with corruption and violence. The Bible says um, God was going to destroy everybody but Noah. Now check this, I promise they never shared this in Sunday school. Can you imagine this, that God had to change the world because he didn't like who was around Noah. He, he shifted everything because he didn't like who he had to work with. He, he didn't like who he had to live around. He didn't like who was going to be close to his children. So God had to send the flood of water and rain just to clear out Noah's environment. Listen, God is getting ready to do something to get you away from some people, to get you away from some situations, to get you away from some circumstances, and get you away from some places of, un of employment. He says, I need you to do something, and what I am calling you to do is a necessity because if you don't do it, you won't survive. If you don't do this, you're not going to make it. If you don't follow what God is calling you to do in this moment, not just you, but your whole family is going down. He says, I need you to do something. I need you to build something. For you to survive, Noah, you cannot go into something that already exists. For, for you to make it, you can't wait for somebody else to do it for you. You are going to have to create your own escape. Lord tells him to build this ark, um, but pay attention um, to the specific. He says, build it out of gopher wood. That's the, that's the King James Version. The NIV, um, the Lord says suppress wood, but that's not what he says in the original text. He tells him to build it out of gopher wood. 
The reason why um, this is a problem for me because outside of Genesis 6, you cannot find gopher wood anywhere. You go to Google, they can't find it anywhere. Gopher wood is only in this one chapter. NIV says suppressed wood because Noah was in the Middle East um, and suppressed trees were in abundance there. But that is not what God told him. Um, the problem you are getting ready to have is that what you are getting ready to build with, people can't identify. What you are getting ready to build with, people have nothing to compare it to. Some call it the it factor. Some call it mojo. Some just say it's intelligence. You got the magic touch. Some people say because it's your degrees or because of who your lineage is. Um, but what you are building with, secular people won't recognize. You are getting ready to build with your anointing. What it is that God is calling you to build, you have no training in it. You have no formal education. You ain't learning this on YouTube. You are anointed for what you're getting ready to work on. God builds in Noah um, the entrepreneurial instinct. Build with something you can't find. Build with something other people can't locate. Build with something people will believe that you're just making up. Um, he gives them the dimensions of the ark. Um, but there's something that threw me off when studying the instructions. Um, I noticed that he told Noah to build the ark. Hear me. But he never told him to build a steering wheel. I need you to build this and just float. Listen, when you are trusting God, God will test your faith to where he can see will you float with him. Say, God, wherever you take me, that's where I'm going to go. Where you lead me, I will follow. And I feel that I'm not the only one who knows what I'm talking about because in this pandemic, you saw what God did, right? He floated your rent. He floated your car payments. He floated your insurance. And somehow you still kept your head above water while other people were losing theirs. Noah's Ark has no steering wheel. The other thing that I find mind-blowing, um, not only does he not give him directions for a steering wheel, um, but God never shows or tells him to build an anchor. In other words, I'm going to make you float, hear me, but I would not give you the ability to stop. There are those of you that just keep going. Uh, people get tired of watching you, but they have no idea. I came with no brakes. Um, there is nothing that will allow me to slow down. There are people um, who don't want what I want, who don't dream the way I dream, who don't have the drive that I have. And God said, Noah, you don't need an anchor because when you stop, you've arrived. When I stop, that means I'm there. When I stop, that means it's completed. When I stop, that means it's finished. Look at Genesis chapter 6, go to verse 14. The Lord says to him, use pitch. I want you to use pitch on the inside of the ark. But not only on the inside, but on the outside of the ark. Chris, what is pitch? I don't mind telling y'all. Pitch is a resinous material. Um, it's used to preserve decay, um, but it's also used to ensure waterproofing. Lord says to Noah, when you build this ark, I want you to put pitch on it so it doesn't get corroded because of the water, um, because of the elements, and I don't want the wood to decay. He said, I want you to put it on the outside. Now, that makes sense to me. Um, but then he says, put it on the inside. Why do I need the inside of the ark waterproof? He said, Chris, tell them this morning that so many of us have cemented our outside appearance, but their inside is what's falling apart. Man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. David said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and a right spirit within me. Don't let these church people fool you. A whole lot of them look good on the outside, but on the inside, they're depressed. On the inside, they're angry. They're frustrated and suicidal. God said, in this year, you are not going to die from internal bleeding. I am not going to let you self-implode. I am not going to let you be miserable and unhappy. I'm going to do something on the inside of you. It took 120 years to finish the ark. 120 years. I mean, he had to keep putting pitch on it so that the wood would not erode. Amazing thing um, that happened is when Noah got his call, he was 400. When he finished, he was 600. When he was called, he got little kids. When he finished, he got grown kids who are married. Um, listen, let me tell somebody real quick. Your dream is not forfeited because of your age. God is getting ready to help somebody. I'm going to bless you when you think your most productive years are behind you. 
Here, listen to this. And you will not die until your children see your dream. I need you to keep working on it. I'm not going to let none of it fall apart. I'm not going to let you lose a step. I'm not going to let you become weak in your extremities. You are going to be productive even when you thought you were finished. The text tells us about Noah, um, that he's righteous, right? Um, he's devout. He's holy. Um, but the Bible fails to give me his work experience. Noah comes with no references. All I know is that he served God, and when he serves God, he becomes faithful in other areas. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. God said, because you have been faithful to me, Noah, it's some stuff I owe you. The anointing of Joshua is on your life. Every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon, I'm about to give it to you. Why? Because you were faithful when you couldn't see me. The ark measures 512 feet. Um, to understand the size of this, no ship was built this large until the 19th century. 512 feet, this is Genesis 6. Um, and no ship was built that large until the 19th century. I'm telling you that after Noah built the ark, the only ship that was built that large was the Titanic. Whenever you are doing something for God, whoever thinks they are in competition with you is going to sink. Whoever thinks they can do what you're doing, they will not stay afloat. Whoever it is that thinks that in their mind they deserve to be further ahead, pull out the violins. You're good and ready to go down if you think you're going to eclipse the call that God has on my life. God sent me this morning to tell you that he is signing your permission slip. He wants you to dream so big that it scares you. He wants you to dream so big that you can't sleep at night. He wants you to dream so big that you get irritated when people bring you small and mundane things. Um, because people feel as if they deserve far more than where they are. Insecure people that don't um, know and that don't like you, um, they get intimidated by their own limited capacity. I'm talking to somebody that has a dream so big that God, if you get this off the ground, no devil in hell will be able to stop me. Noah then built the ark, which took 120 years. Um, after he built it, and it took that long. Do you know what Noah had to do? He had to wait on rain. He did everything God told him to do. And then he had to wait. He lost friends. Had to wait. Family members gave up on him and questioned him. Had to wait. Had a clear open prayer line to heaven and still had to wait on rain. Can you imagine... Um, the ridicule that Noah had to go through. God has told you to build a boat because it's getting ready to rain. He says, I don't want just any kind of boat, but I want you to build it this way. I want these dimensions. I want it this long. I want it this tall. I want you to build it, and I want you to build it the way I said build it. What's interesting um, is that Noah was instructed to build a boat, but scholars suggest that at this junction in history, it had never rained before. Can you imagine the ridicule that Noah had to go through? God has told you to build a boat because it's getting ready to rain. He says, I don't want just any kind of boat, but I want you to build it this way. I want these dimensions. I want you to build it, Noah, and I want you to build it the way I said build it. God, what am I building this for? It's getting ready to rain. Just build it. And can you imagine the feeling of confusion that Noah must have felt as he and his sons are in the woodshed behind the house every day working on this boat? Can you imagine the conversations with their neighbors as they walked past the house and said, Noah, what are you doing? I'm building a boat. What for? God says it's going to rain. Rain? What's rain? I don't know, but God said build a boat. They went home, came back the next day. Noah, what you doing? I'm building a boat. Why are you building a boat? God said to build a boat. Why? Because it's getting ready to rain. Rain? What's rain? I don't know either, but I'm building a boat. They go home the next day. Noah, what are y'all doing? What y'all doing this summer? I'm building a boat. What for? God says it's going to rain. Rain? What's rain? I don't know either. But God said build a boat. And some of y'all still ain't got it because you're looking at Noah when you don't understand that I'm talking about you. Don't you know that there are people in your city that have been looking at your business, been looking at your church, saying what are they doing? They ain't grown yet. They haven't hit that number yet. They ain't opened that bowling alley yet. What are you doing? I'm building a business. A business in this city? Yep. Why? God says it's going to rain. We ain't never seen it rain like that here me either but i'm building a business building a business why god said to build one he's about to send a harvest to our city a harvest we ain't never seen anything like that neither have i but i'm working on a church working on a church what for we already have enough churches i know but god says he's going to do a new thing and what am i doing i'm going to trust him
can I get 10 people and I'll make 11 and we can go ahead and get out of here and tell you that you have been anointed to be a trailblazer. Yeah, and the dangerous thing about being a trailblazer is that when you are blazing a trail, you have no roadmap to follow. Uh, let me just go ahead and preach so we can get out of here and tell you that some of you all have been frustrated because you're saying, God, why does I don't have a template to follow? Why does I don't have a cookie cutter model for me to look at? God told me to tell you and prophesy and tell you that the reason that you don't have a road map is because I'm using you to blaze the map that somebody else is going to follow. Somebody shout, I'm anointed to be a trailblazer. I need you to shout, I'm anointed to be a trailblazer. I'm anointed to be, let me just in here and close, forget point number three. Here's the prophecy for somebody. You are about to be necessary. Your work is about to be needed because it's getting ready to rain in this city. And God told me to tell the people that once it starts raining, everybody's going to look at you and see why you've been working on this project. They didn't understand what you were building, what we were all going to need to survive. Tell somebody one more time, you are necessary. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, come on, you are necessary. You are, I can't hear you, but I need you to put it louder out in the spirit. Somebody needs to hear it. Somebody felt like giving up. Somebody felt like throwing in a towel. In fact, I hear the Lord saying that some of you all have already thrown the towel in. But God took that towel and he threw it back at you and told you that you ain't allowed to quit yet. You ain't allowed to give up yet. Somebody give God glory. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a trailblazer who knows that you are the solution to somebody's problem. Yeah, I need a trailblazer who knows that you're building something that's going to save your family, that's going to save your city. I need you to pray like you're going to keep on building. You haven't been working for nothing. You haven't been suffering just for anything. We're about to need what you've been building all this time. Ain't no trailblazers in the back. I need you to pray like you're going to keep on building. Yeah, yeah, yeah about to need what you've been building all this time. I need you to praise without an instrument. Without an instrument. I need you to praise like you're going to keep on building. Yeah. I need you to praise like you're going to keep on building. You haven't been working for nothing. You haven't been suffering just for anything. We're about to need what you've been building all this time. because we can't there is only one way to get clean to be able to go and live in the mansion that God has for you and that's through accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior I'm going to tell a little bit of story and I've been subbing and I ran across the little book three little pigs I have never I will never read that little story to the kindergartners again without thinking of Christ. Here's why. There were three little pigs who lived in the same house together. They decided it was time to separate, go on their own. The first little pig built his house out of straw. Big bad wolf had been trying to get them for a long time. The wolf came to the pig's house that built a house of straw, huffed and puffed and huffed and puffed, but the little pig knew he had to get out of there, so he went out a back door, and this is my version. 
The pig went out the back door. The wolf blew the, ho the house down. He got away. He went to visit his brother who had made a house out of straw. I'm sorry, out of sticks. Same thing happened to that little pig. The wolf came, he blew and blew and blew. That pig got away and went to live with the third pig who built his house out of bricks, a strong foundation. Wolf huffed and puffed and huffed and puffed and huffed and puffed, could not do it. Well, that wolf decided, well, I'm gonna leave him alone for now because I know I can get him when they're out in the streets. That wolf was Satan. You cannot have a life without Christ who is our solid foundation. To those in the congregation, to those online watching virtually, if you do not know a God who is going to protect you from Satan, he's going to keep trying. But when you give your life to Christ, even though Satan is trying, God puts a hedge of protection around you and you will not be touched. You may get, if you slip back a little bit, he may get you just a little bit, but look who pulls you back. You've got to have a solid foundation. So if there's anyone here today who does not know this Christ that loves you so much, and he loves us all, even the sinner, but just think how much more, how much more if you become a part of his life or let him become a part of yours. Is there anyone here today that wants to be a part of that life, giving your life to Christ, knowing that when you get in trouble, he's got your back. It will not be easy. I tell people that all the time. I've heard pastors told you, you will have troubles. Just remember who your help is. Stay on that, found, that solid foundation. Don't let it go no matter what and you will be okay. If there's anyone online that wants to become a part of Christ, let Christ become a part of you, put it in the text, in the chat, call the church. Someone will get back with you. We won't leave you hanging. The second call is those that belong to another congregation, maybe even another faith but you know you want to be a part of this great teaching, preaching church. We learn here, I tell people that all the time, what's so different about Mount Calvary? I tell them. We have a pastor that goes by the word, he lives by the word, and he isn't gonna give us anything else but the word. So if you want to be a part, raise your hand and someone will come to you. Don't wait too late. Tomorrow isn't promised. Even if you leave this place today and you decide, oh, I should have, well, then call and do it. Thank you very much. Let's thank God for his word. and certainly for his messenger as well. Just a couple of things and we will get ready to go. Uh, the ushers, Brother Sandiford, Deacon Sandiford, um, who has these, the ushers? At the table out front, all right. Uh, these are directions to the Unity Baptist Church at 1358 Mount Vernon Avenue in Columbus. Again, they will feed us at 3 o'clock and service will begin promptly at 4 o'clock. That's Unity Baptist Church. If you need directions, um, they are on the table in the lobby. Um, if you're going to put it in your phone or your GPS, 1358, 1358 Mount Vernon Avenue 
in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, 43203, if you need to put that in your GPS. Good. We praise God for life today. And as we get ready to pray over this new blessing, Lorima, um, I, I told you last week while we were in service, our organist, Cam, uh, wasn't here because his wife was having a baby. And uh, certainly we congratulate Brother Cameron and Mrs. Barnes. And we can't wait to, to meet the new little one. Uh, come on, Miss Lily and Larima. Good, thank you. So I can make sure I get the whole name. Larima Naomi Compare Miller. All right. The Bible says they brought young children to Jesus that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children or allow the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. Let us pray. Dear God, we present this child to you as a gift from her parents who, in gratitude, having received her from you, now give her back to you. We are mindful this day how that Jesus called the little ones as lambs to his fold, placed his hands of blessing on their head. We know something of the cravings in the heart of a child. Its innocence is a cry for purity. Its weakness is a cry for strength. Its helplessness is a cry for protection. And his heart is a great plea for love. Grant that as she grows, she will grow in wisdom and in your favor. Preserve her when danger threatens the cessation of infancy and childhood. Undergird and strengthen her to accept you as her personal Savior. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Beloved, you are privileged to witness the coming of this mother to dedicate her child to the gracious and loving care and keeping of God our Father and Christ our Savior. God grant that we who are gathered today in worship will earnestly assume with her the responsibility for this child's Christian training inasmuch as all of us shall exercise influence upon this child in some way. If you, the members of this church and community, are willing to do so, we ask that you pray for this child, that she might be led in her years of personal accountability to hate that which is evil and to cling to that which is good. Ms. Lilly, as you present your child for dedication to God, we ask you, are you willing to rededicate yourself to the maintenance of a Christian home where Christ will be honored and the word of God held in reverence so that she may, on her own free choice, confess her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as her personal savior if so, answer, I do. Good. 
because you recognize the spiritual, physical, and moral responsibilities of parenthood and your dependence on God for strength and wisdom to faithfully discharge the duties of a parent, do you now present your child in dedication to God, seeking his divine blessing and guidance for her life? If so, answer, I do. And give me the full name one more time of this beautiful princess. Lorima Naomi Compare Miller. All right, Miss Lorima. Hello, sweet lady. May I lay my hands on her? Lorima Naomi Compare Miller, we bless you and dedicate you to God this day in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let all God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. We've got some things for you. Uh, somebody can come get them. Come, come grab these, would you? Thank you, dear lady. Good. God bless you. Can't wait to see what God does with Miss Larima. Good. Uh, we didn't sing the welcome today, uh, but one of, the, one of the good saints texted me and said, Hey, Pastor, we didn't sing the welcome, so let's do it now. We can do it now. If you're visiting with us, should you choose, would you stand so we can see who you are? We'd love to, we'd love to see who you are. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, Mount Calvary. Let's make them feel welcome. Here we go. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you Revealing the glory of God's kingdom. And here's how we do it. Through love, with diversity, with excellence. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Minister James Etta will come and give you further instructions as we go. Uh, don't forget, today at 4 o'clock, we'll be at the Unity Baptist Church of Columbus. Uh, and the, uh, the deacons or ushers in the back on your way out, they have directions if you need them. And then next Sunday, but we'll, at Unity, if you want to sing, come on and sing. There is no particular uh, attire. We're, we're getting ready to bring the choir back. Next Sunday morning, if you want to sing, meet me up here on the platform at 9.30. Next Sunday morning, all right? God bless you. It's now offering time. We have several ways to give. One is through Givelify, which is an app on your phone. Tap.give. And they aren't putting it on the screen, so I need to pull it up. The second one is by Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign. M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C dot. We also have a new text to give number, 855-908-0710. So those three ways, or the deacons will be at the, uh, by the door as you leave. For those that still like to do envelopes with check or cash we take that too the deacons will be outside in the parking lot 
until 1230. So for those that are online that want to give, if you're going to drive through, drive through before 1230. Is there anything else? I don't think so. Okay. At, after the benediction, will everyone please remain seated? Just sit down after the benediction, take your seat, and the ushers will direct you out. I know as more people come, we want to talk and fellowship and hug. I know I do, but you have to do it in the parking lot. Okay? Amen, somebody? Okay. We can stand for the benediction, please. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of God, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. Don't forget, if you want to go to Columbus, these sheets are in the back on the table. Even if you just want to write the address down and put it in your Google. drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.